Coming to you from Final Third Cigar and Whiskey Lounge in Ingalls, Indiana, Indiana's exclusive Aladino Tobacco Lounge. It's Final Third Friday. Final Third Friday. I'm Rob. And I'm Isaiah. And today we are going to be pairing something special. The Four Kicks Limited Edition Lancero. This is the Kappa Especial. This thing um, just came in this week. Um, I know um, Jake and Dave have both been talking this thing up. Yeah. And we cannot wait to get into this. Well, you know, I, I hate crown heads. Oh, I know so you do. I'm, it's going to be well, a terrible experience We're not repping the hats or anything me. today either. No, uh-uh. And we're pairing that with Elijah Craig Barrel Proof. This is batch C922. It's a 12-year uh, minimum product. So the youngest the youngest barrel in here is 12 years old. Um, this is actually one of my favorite ECBPs to come out. It's definitely more my favorite that I've ever tried, um, personally. I loved, like, the, the 20 batches, but 21 kind of fell off. And honestly, the ones that I've had from 22 weren't great until this yeah so i'm excited to get into this now yep this is a little lancero um so you're gonna have to baby it and smoke it slow smoke or slow so this this cigar is a dominican made cigar medium to full uh, from what i've seen so far online it's leaning towards full we'll we'll find that out here in a minute um, Ecuadorian Sumatra seed, Nicaraguan binder, and then Dominican and Nicaraguan fillers. So looking ex looking forward to this one. Price point on this here's um, mid thirteens. Yeah. So we're excited to have this pairing coming up this week. It won't be a too bad of a pairing. I mean, I mean it's not not a cheap pairing, but you're probably talking mid twenties again. Yeah. Which is becoming a pretty good price point for a pairing when you're getting a solid two ounce pour and. Um, a great cigar. That's not a bad deal at all. Absolutely. Um, all right. So how are you going to cut yours? I'm going to do it straight. It okay. looks like it could take. I'm going to do a v, v then. So since you're uh, doing straight, I'll do I'm going to do it straight. Yeah. The cap now, one on thing this thing is huge. Yeah. The cap, that was perfect cut. And that's one of the things too. I mean, a lot of people say I only do. I only V cut. You know, certain you know ring gauge or whatever else. I mean, if I'm in the mood for it, I'll V cut anything, including Lancero. So. So on the uh, cold draw for me, there's, it's like raisins and almost like <laughs> there's a slight bit of cinnamon in the room full of raisins. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's raisin brand. Yeah. Getting. Yeah, totally. Um, and one thing I will say right off of the cold draw, absolutely no resistance in the draw. No, uh-uh. It is a perfect draw. And that's one thing you'll find with some people that make Lanceros. They, they probably do them well. shouldn't. Well, but some other ones that, you know, they may yeah. roll them up a little too tight and they just aren't smokable. And that's one of the reasons I think a lot of Lanceros get a bad rap is because about half of them out there are hard to smoke. Yeah. But when you get one that's constructed like this, it's going to be I a good will time. tell you, like, I never started smoking Lanceros until I hung out with you, Rob, uh, because my first couple Lanceros were Oliva Lanceros in they just didn't smoke well so i was like oh man this yeah. must just be like a terrible size or something and then rob showed me the way that is yeah, right and that's, that's right. lanceros so well and you know you find some brands like aladino they do a great job with lanceros oh they do 1502 
Yeah. Obviously, Crowned Heads. It's the first yeah. Lane Sarah I think of smoke from Crowned Heads. That's a lie. Really? What was the other one? Uh, Las Calaveras. Oh, yeah. Duh. My, yeah. my bad. My bad. Which that was Which also that was a limited delicious. edition. Uh, I wish Crowned Heads would do regular production of their Lanceros. So. Not that anyone is, from Crowned Heads is going to watch this, but if you are, I would love to smoke your Lanceros all the time. So here you yeah, go. That's a good point. So um, Dave or Jake, if you guys watch this, I want to hear from you. And there might be something special in it for you if you... Uh, if you do respond, if you don't listen to it, tough luck. Something you'll listen for them. If they yeah. respond, if they respond, what are you going to do for them? I don't know. Give them something. Oh, okay. You're going to give them probably some gonna cigars? Give them, probably going to give them some bourbon. Oh, okay. Just, just don't tell Lisa. Go. Yeah. Mm. So on the light for me. There's quite a bit of like super dark chocolate on the palate. Yeah. Um, almost the, like a, almost like a, um, that black edges on a crispy piece of bacon. Very yeah. savory. Yeah. But it's like that, just the black edges where you kind of over fry it. It's just like super dark and black. That's what I I'm getting. I see that. On, on the retro hail. Espresso. There's espresso hanging on the tongue now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. Digging it. On the retrohale, there's quite a bit of, it's a cedar, almost leaning graham crackery with just a super duper light spice. Yeah. Retrohale's nice. Retrohale's a little strong already, um, which I'm excited about. Mm. Okay, that retrohale. Oh, I'm, I'm into the black pepper on my retrohale a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that's where I'm at too. <coughs> um, one thing I am going to say is you and I are got to slow down because already. this one I'm already I've already smoked it a little fast. Yep. So I'm gonna have to slow down. One thing you'll find, and I know a lot of people. Another reason why a lot of people don't like Lanceros is because you got to smoke them right, and every one of them smokes different. But that's the same same thing with every cigar, really. Yeah. Um, but with Toros and Robustos, you can get away with smoking them differently. They're a lot more forgiving. With these, you got to pay attention. You got to puff them right. If you if you take too long in between, it's going to go out. If you puff too quick, it's going to run. Yeah. Um, you just got got to baby it and take time and just really get into the enjoyment of it. Mm. So I'm going to get into this ECBP. So on the nose of the Elijah Craig, oh, so there's so much cherry and brown sugar. For yeah. Um, it's just got a heavy nose. If you ever, I mean, just a real heavy nose. Mm. The palate is almost like cherry pie after that, like a tart cherry pie. Almost. Oh yeah. After uh, after this smoke, which have I don't, we not had this whiskey with a full bodied cigar yet? I don't think so. Wow. I definitely haven't, and that's stellar. that is a lot of red fruit. Mm -hmm. mm. And not a bad way to start your day on a Saturday morning. Drinking Elijah Craig oh Barrel Proof. Oh, my gosh. Back, back to the cigar, it brings out more of those dark chocolate and espresso notes. And then it also brings in, like, a breadiness quality. And a little bit of creaminess. Yeah. So, back to it again. Dark chocolate-covered cherry cordial. Well, it's like dark chocolate-covered cherry pie for me right now. Okay. 
Like I you can just see took that. a cherry pie and you dumped some dark. Yeah, because the cream, the, the creaminess of it right now is more of a dark creamy. Yeah. Um, and I and I, when I'm saying that, I'm trying to figure out more like a like a mocha creaminess. Okay. Um, not like a, a vanilla creaminess. Yeah. Gotcha. Rob, this is our first podcast. Uh, I guess now it is a podcast. It is a podcast. I almost now, corrected yes. myself. You can find us everywhere right now except for Google Podcasts because Google Podcasts is taking forever to let us on there. Which is shocking because Apple's usually the one that drags along more. Yeah, and Apple, Apple got took us on a little, there in a in just I think a it was days. like two days. Yeah. Um, so you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, on, on Podbean. Spotify. Yeah. So like Amazon, we're on Amazon we're on too. Amazon now, so good. it's like good. you can find us everywhere right now except for Google. I'm working on it. They're dragging their feet, so yeah, it'll we'll it'll come there. up eventually. Um, but yeah, so if you are watching this and you're like, I would way rather just listening listen to these guys on my drive into work. You can do that can now. Do that. It's it's going to be the same content. Um, I don't think either one will have more than the other. I mean, the the videos may occasionally have a little bit more because you're probably not going to edit near as much video as you might audio. But no, it's not going to be much different. I mean, and the thing is, is really the only thing you'll miss out on the podcast is when we're showing off product. Yeah, like, you will see it for sure. Like if we get new lighters or cutters in, obviously there's no way for us to show them to you. But I'm not going out of my way to edit out that segment just for the podcast. No, and, and maybe you'll still we'll try know that we've got new stuff. Maybe you could describe it like and that's what I was gonna say. Blind. We're just gonna have to start being being better at saying, you know, here's some new products. You know, if you aren't watching the video, here you can see it. If not, you can come in and check out the new products. I'm telling you right now. And Rob always <laughs> posts about them too. So, oh, I gotta show you this bad boy. Oh yeah, I saw that. Got the new. <laughs> I saw that in your post. And These I was are the stories, right? No, that's just called? the Quasar desk. Quasar, Quasar. So yeah, this is a lighter, a desktop lighter. It's a little cold, so we'll see how it lights up. But yeah, this thing is a jet. beautiful lighter. Thing, I mean, I, I barely hit it with any butane. This thing's been going strong for two days now. Um, but yeah, that one's a nice. If you're looking for a special gift for someone that has a smoking room, yeah, or um, you know, so where they actually can put all their stuff and smoke, it's not cheap. I mean, it's a hundred seventy-five dollar cutter or lighter. But if you're looking for a special special gift, that would be an amazing yeah. lighter. I would love to, if I had a smoking area inside at home, that would be on my table. Dude, I tell you what, I've been using my uh, my Quasar cutter, which is just like basically one of those cubes yeah it is like crazy i had a friend a friend over on wednesday and that cutter is so good like yeah i i don't i have no complaints about it the only thing is is you can't trust the back on it just like the sv some people do if you've got a gordo <coughs> i'm sure you can trust the back on it i'd still be careful i never smoke gordos I, I can't say never, but I, I'm of my own volition. I'm not smoking a Gordo. Typically, um, the only time I'm smoking a Gordo is when it's a new size in the humidor, and I want to at least be able to tell people about it. That being said, a good Gordo that we got in is the Warhead Eight. It is. It's and a it's a box, box press, press six sixty, and it is 
stellar. It doesn't like it. It has the smoke time of a Gordo, but it doesn't feel like a Gordo in your mouth just because no. of the box press. No, and the, there's another one too. The um, the Cameroon this year from Aladino. That one has the most sweetness on the lips of any of the Cameroons because of that more you know bigger ring gauge. That Cameroon really shines through as sweeter, and it's almost one of those cigars that. You know, if you're a sweet cigar smoker, I think you would even enjoy this cigar if, yeah. you, if you don't mind the bigger cigars. But back to Crown Heads. Back to Crown Heads. Oh, my gosh. The thing is so good. This uh, Elijah Craig Barrel Proof just keeps getting more viscous on my palate. This being said, I don't know what Rob has had to eat or drink today, but I would consider myself fairly clean palate because I'm, I'm very just clean running on coffee. Like, I had a little bit of caffeine, Dr. Pepper, Diet Dr. Pepper. That was it. Yeah. That was earlier. I've been drinking water since. So, this uh, this cigar and whiskey is on as fresh of a palate as you'll find for me because I don't, I don't do my days without some coffee or uh, cigars. Well, I do a lot of days without cigars. I did once. Yeah. Now you own the show. A long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. I'll mm. like I'll smoke cigars probably three days a week. I will say one thing with, with this cigar. Um, one thing I was worried about when we, we got them in this week, and that's why I opened them up immediately and smoked one to see. Um, I'm I'm worried about getting new cigars in right now because a lot of new cigars are coming in and they're young yeah. or they're overhumidified or or dry now now that we're getting into winter, dry. Um, well, I always we worry even about had it. Some that had just been shoved in the box yeah. so that they Were they got twisted tight and, and yeah, and that, smokable. So yeah, I'm really nervous about you know doing that. But when I I literally pulled this out of the box off the truck and lit it up and it was perfect. I'm like, so I'm glad to see that this being a limited edition that Crown Heads sat it down and let it rest for a while before they shipped them. Because um, you know a cigar when it's young. I mean, in all reality, as awesome as the Los Calaveras is this year, when we first got them, they were young. They were young. Um, like, but now they're smoking freaking amazing. When you smoke enough younger stuff, you can tell. You can kind of foresee the direction on which it's going to go. You can. And, like, and we with knew that, one, that in three, four months, it was going to be a stellar cigar. Train. 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 Cheers. Cheers. And uh, those Las Calaveras, we've still got some if you're looking for them. That's probably one of the best. That's one of the best crown head cigars in the humidor right now. This one may be taking it over for me right now. Oh, me too. Well, if we had the Las Calaveras Lancero ready available, oh, yeah. that would be a different story. <laughs> I need to find out if they've got any more of these. I, I, I think I only got about half what I ordered. I only ended up getting four boxes of them. I three boxes for, of them. Four. Three. Four. Well, three. Well, four. Three. Because one's coming home Then that means two because me. I've already got one up above oh, aging. No. <laughs> so, no, but um, I'm going to see if they've got more of these because I think these are going to be a good seller. I know, and that's the thing, too. You know, we're in Indiana here. If you are listening to us from somewhere else, um, Today's our, you know, yesterday and then this whole week it was 60s and 70s and beautiful. Today we have on my patio here two inches of snow on the tables and it's freaking cold. 
you know, that's, that's the way it is in Indiana. But now the good thing about that is people are already starting to now that the evenings are getting cold. They're starting to come in here and hang out. They want a place yeah. to come and smoke and drink and not have to sit out in the garage and freeze their butt off. I so, promise you, it's not cold in here. It's not. Actually, I'm a little warm. And the patio, I've got, I, I need to actually seal up the, the gaps right now. But we got all the clear vinyl up out there. I mean, right now you can sit there, and I'm looking right now, you can see the uh, snow falling out there with the heaters on underneath it. it yeah. It's kind of, it, right now I think it's, it was about 28, 29 degrees when I got here. And the patio, after turning a munch for a few minutes, it was up in the low 40s. Yeah. Um, I think once we get another heater or two under there, we'll be able to get it up. Probably a good 20 degrees warmer than what it is outside. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I'm kind of excited about being able to sit out there and watch it snow and just be sitting in a sweatshirt and smoking cigars and, and, and honestly, drinking. honestly, that's more, more comfortable than what you would think. Like, I just think it's relaxing to be sitting outside in this weather yeah and not be freezing your bundled off. up like, well and that's the thing it's usually I'm not, not one the to temperature wear, i'm not one to wear gloves so if i don't have to wear gloves while i'm smoking sitting yeah relatively outside like absolutely well and you know the the other thing with this is the the vinyls actually catch down on all the wind so that's the big thing for me is like if it's if it's blowing wind in my ears and i'm freezing I hate that, but it was, if it's a little little chilly, no big deal. Just wear a sweatshirt and you're good to go. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So uh, from sip to smoke, there's almost like a confectionery sugar thing that reminds me of a marshmallowiness mm -hmm. on on the cigar now. I know, but I'm hard to get out of that out of that whiskey right now. That's so good. Yeah, smoke the sip. That mm. whiskey turned into like brown sugar, that molassesy brown sugar note. Well, Still and cherries. Sip, right off the sip, just letting it like fall over the tongue and on the sides of the palate. It's got a, a nice little kind of a citrus um, note to it as well. Um, but then once you smoke, it it almost becomes that that dark chocolate orange again. Ah. Uh, I'm not getting the citrus. I'm getting a little but on my I tongue. But what I did just get now from smoke to sip is that it's like candied bacon almost. Ah. So like that bacony thing, that almost ham, which sounds nasty. I, I promise you, it's I hate not. ham. So I'll tell you if it's ham. <laughs> so now go back to your smoke. It's it's on the palate of the cigar. It's like that brown sugar bacon thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely leaning on the bacon, not ham. <laughs> ham is for it's losers. It's like the same thing. Ham is for losers. It's just a different cut on the pig. It's still cured hey, pork. Hey, bacon's the nectar of the gods. Mm -mm -mm. That's how Rob does his bacon. He just blends it up and drinks it. It is. It's yeah. good stuff. Yeah. Makes I will say, morning I will say, uh, Brandon and the Bothers make some freaking amazing candied bacon. Oh, I oh tried my gosh! It. Well, I haven't tried Brandon's. Well, we went out to Brandon's for the Halloween party, and um, I, I got there late because we had to close up here. And um, I got out there, and mo most people had already left. There were still a couple people there. 
Brandon and I were sitting outside. He still had candied bacon. He had saved some back for me. Oh, okay. I'm like, and then oh no, and then I what have did he had do? Brandon's. Yeah, his Brandon's, was at the party. Yeah, yeah, that was good. But he uh, he ended up sending me home with the rest of what was in the oh, the that's tin. dangerous. It was very dangerous because I ate over half of it before I got the railroad tracks down the river his house. <laughs> And I ended up, we got we got stopped by a train, and I actually got out of my car and went up, because Lisa and I drove separate, and I actually took it up to her. I'm like, it's all going to be gone. Here, take this. Because I literally ate over half of the, the pan on the way home. Yeah. Just do uh, candied bacon sandwiches. Oh, dude, could you imagine a candied bacon BLT? Oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. That would be amazing. Well, even candied bacon on a burger, man. Oh, that'd be great. Actually, I've had that somewhere. Um, yeah? There was a place that did that, and it was it was amazing. I believe that. I, dang it. I feel like food. I, I'm hungry. I need to do that. Um, if you want to go do that right now and we'll take a little break here, make me a burger, that'd be great. I don't have a way to make candied bacon here. Yeah. We can get a shop smoker. <laughs> you know what? That would actually probably be good for actually, you, I'm, Rob. I'm serious to think about doing it for springtime, getting a smoker and put it out. And that's why that little thing was built out there for a smoker or a grill or something. So. Yeah. That would I'm be fun. trying to slow down on my cigar because I've got it going a little bit too quick now. And that's the thing. You'll know when it, when you're going a little too quick on a Lancero because you'll get a lot less smoke, mm-hmm. and you'll be tugging, and you'll get less smoke, and you think it's just like, oh, this is not smoking well. Let it sit for a few minutes, and as the smoke starts coming back off of it, you know, just while it's sitting there, just let it sit a couple more minutes, and then you will get a nice full draw of smoke Yeah, on a, on a well-made cigar. Mm. So what else been going on, buddy? Dude, not a whole lot. Like, so we're recording this the Saturday before it comes out, per usual on these. During Snowmageddon. During Snowmageddon. It's not really no, Snowmageddon. No. But the everyone roads thinks, are all thinks great. it is. Yeah. So yeah, they're uh, wet. I don't know, man. Yesterday I spent the entire day replacing trim around windows at my house because it was all rotted out. Because I knew I needed to get it done before winter, but it just feels like I did it just in the nick of time. Oh, yeah. Oh, like yeah. Yesterday, it went from, like, between 50 and 60 degrees, which so is, like, kind of edgy on if you should paint, but I, I definitely did. Turned out fine. Yeah. You know, whatever. Um, but, my gosh, I've never spent so much money in wood, Rob. Oh, wood's stupid expensive so right now. So, a one by eight, eight-foot piece... <laughs> Of cedar. Oh. Guess how much it cost me. A one by eight. A one by eight. inch. 70 bucks. No, not that bad. Those one by, well, I guess they're they're 10 or 12s out here. Those were 60 bucks each for those planks out there. Yeah, so my my eight foot piece of one by eight. Yeah. Was $35 at Lowe's. I will say that's cheaper than it was when we built the patio. It is, but it's by half. It's still ridiculous. Oh, it's 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 expensive, but that's like by half what it was back when they built the patio. Cause those planks went up overnight from 30 to 60 bucks. Yeah. And of course that was absorbed into our cost of our I mean, patio. I spent it, so I'm still gonna complain about it. You should complain. Yeah. It's rude. Is that Torres? Yeah, it is Torres. All right. Another one of our regulars in here. Uh, so Rob also got in another cigar from Crown Heads. 
the La Patisseur. Mm-hmm. Um, again, a stellar cigar. I have been slowly working through the last stash of those that I bought when I was in Nashville. Yeah. Because I didn't know when we'd ever get them in. I so. think we only ended up getting one box of them, too. Oh, um, dang. We did get the the Juarez, I think it's the OBX, um, in as well. So we got more of those in here, which people like. Yeah. Um, I love the I'm Juarez. trying to think of what else we got in from Crowned Head. Oh, we did get more of the Mil Diaz uh, Corona Gordas. So if you're looking for amazing smoke, that's a great a great size. Um, Can we, confirm. We thought, and actually I think we've said it on the podcast, we were trying to get some Coronas. Apparently I was mistaken. They don't make a Corona except for the limited editions of the Mil Diaz. So unfortunately I ordered four or five boxes of the Corona and got four or five boxes of Corona Gorda. Yeah. But they're, they're a great cigar, too. Yeah, they so. are fantastic. No, man, when Mil Diaz first came out, I almost swear to you, there was a regular production Corona, and that's what I smoked. I thought I've seen them before, too, and I also thought other people besides you told me how much you loved them. Yeah, I mean, I did. I, I didn't ever went and bought a box of them, but I bought and smoked enough of them that I probably should have bought two boxes. I wonder if maybe early on they did have it and they just didn't sell. Because, again, be. Coronas are kind of like Lanceros. Unless you've got people in your shop that smoke them, they, don't, they sit there and don't sell. Unless it's like wintertime and you're the guy that sits out in your garage and freeze your butt off and smoke a quick cigar. Yeah. Those are great for it. But I don't know. Perfect coffee stick. Absolutely. Speaking like, of the little small guys, the uh, the Guy Fieri test blend of the Habano, yeah. I'm into the last bundle on the shelf now. I, I believe that, Rob. Now, I, I'm not going to confirm or deny that I've got one bundle sitting back aging. I'm not going to confirm that. Yeah. It, which might. wouldn't be open for the one year. Definitely no. not. Might be open for my backyard in spring <laughs> dude <laughs> no we'll bring them back out seriously i uh so i bought a bundle of those because i liked them so much i have given probably more out than i probably should have just as far as my own stash goes but like w- i gave trey mac one he told me he was like dude yeah and when Trey Mac just says, dude, about a cigar, like, you know it's good. Yeah. Um, not that he was smoking anything other than, you know, Aladino. During the, sh- during the event, sure. No, but, uh, it, I mean, he's a cigar lover just he like is. the rest of us. And that's one. So back on that, I'll go ahead and finish what you're saying. I'll, I'll say but, something. Uh, one, of my, one of my buddies who was over on Wednesday I gave him one of those, and he had the same reaction. He said, I cannot believe how much flavor there is in this tiny cigar. And we yeah. got like 30, 40 minutes out of him. Yeah, and like, that's all you're going to get. Maybe 45 if you're going really slow, but. I, I mean, at, at the price and everything, like I have had Robustos burn quicker than that <laughs> cigar. Yeah. Well, I, and the retro that's something crazy. I always, I always question, and, you know, if, if this is you as a rep, I'm not I'm not calling you out, but I do know that a lot there are reps I've heard come in and say, you know, I say, Oh, have you ever tried this cigar? No, I only smoke my brand. I'm like, I get that. You're probably getting your your free samples to smoke as a rep and you're promoting your brand and all that stuff too. But man, you're really missing out on what's going on in this industry right now if you're only smoking your brand. Now, granted, 
Aladino, awesome cigars. Crown Heads, awesome cigars. Espinosa, awesome. awesome cigars. But if I was a rep for any of those brands, I'd be out there trying the different ones. I'd be out there trying some of the new Rojas stuff and the, yeah. you know, the Crown and some of these new brands that are out there too because there are some amazing blends going on out there that Well, and, and really, I was talking with a rep recently. I won't say who. But they came in here, and they were the type to only smoke their stuff. Yeah. And they still hadn't their, from my perception, seemed kind of newer into smoking. And they still hadn't found, like, their cigar. Yeah. And I encouraged them, yeah. like, hey, here's where you like. Here's a couple in our humidor that right. could end up being yours. And but if they I, didn't want to smoke know who out of you're their talking line. about, I believe they bought a couple of them while they were here too. Oh, okay. Um, I'm pretty sure if that's who I think it was. Yeah. Um, but that's just, just the thing, you know. You never know what you're going to find, um, and you know, again, I totally get it. The fact that that reps are out grinding all day long, and you know, some of them make great money, some of them are just scraping by. And if you're getting free cigars from your 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 owner to sell and promote, I get I'd it. be selling the heck. I'd be smoking the heck out of out yeah. them too. Um, but if you get opportunities too, or if you're in a shop and you're like giving out some samples, I mean, some. I mean, a shop owner can give a sample out to another cigar out to someone and say, "Hey, have you tried this one?" It's yeah. not a big deal, totally. um, but it's just one of those things that you know you, you got to try, man. We'll, we'll we'll stop belaboring that one, but. Yeah, I mean, there's a cigar out there for everyone, and if you haven't found it yet, you will. You will, as long as you're being adventurous. Yeah. Other news. Other news. We did get in our long sleeve T-shirts. Okay. For the winter, um, they're they're on sale here now, twenty five bucks. I don't see them. They're in the back. And we're getting ready to put some, hang them up so we can have them displayed too. Okay. So we got red, like a medium medium to dark gray, and then like a charcoal to black. And um, is it charcoal nice. to black just because you're colorblind? Or no, is it it's like not actually? quite fully black. Okay, it's just a little bit a little bit on that darker charcoal. Gotcha. Um, which is fine. I think I ordered it as black, but I think that's what that's just the color because of the type of shirt. Dude, they are soft and they're comfortable. Really? Um, and I, and for those of you guys that have a longer torso like I do, I got them in tall. So they're a little longer, and they're not going to shrink up and be belly shirts when you wash them. So Gotcha. Cool. But good quality shirts. We got sweatshirts coming. They are The sweatshirts are in. We need to pick up the sweatshirts and then take them and get them embroidered. So hopefully in the next couple weeks, we'll have sweatshirts here too. Yeah. Um, and, uh, the new run of sweatshirts. So I'm excited to see what those look like. And so. then also, what else is coming, Rob? What else is coming? Could Am be I some beanies. Something? Oh, yeah. Well, they're they're coming. They're coming. I'm just waiting for the final mock-up. But, yeah, we got some some uh, gray beanies coming in that have a, a leather patch on them with our logo on them. Yeah. Um, I finally I sent the, the latest logo yep. to put on them. And basically, it's a little bit more rectangular. And it fits the, the um, leather patch. So those hopefully will be coming. I haven't heard back when. I kind of wish we had them today because today's a cold day. I mean, here's we'll the deal. Soon. Within the next couple weeks, 
if you're looking at some new winter gear, we should have beanies for you. We'll have your long beanies sleeve. won't be in two weeks probably though. I doubt. I doubt. It would be like three weeks. It might from be three this episode. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully early December we'll have those. Hopefully early December you could get a sweatshirts maybe before then. So better be. And we do have a few sweatshirts still from our original, um, which are great sweatshirts which is what too. I'm wearing today. Yeah, I'm wearing one of the ones that that doesn't have the hood, but I literally had one made for me. But yeah. I um, like the hood. I think they look. I like without, without the hood. I, yeah, yeah, I hate hoods. Well, then you can, Especially with a beard because it the comes around the sides and like messes the beard up. Yeah. yeah, my beard looks really goofy when I do that. Yeah. So I don't have facial hair really. So. Works for me. Speaking of the great cornholio, <laughs> what? <laughs> you pulled your hood up over your head. Oh. Okay. Uh, okay. Jeff Love came in yesterday and had a cornholio shirt on and yeah. pulled his shirt up over okay. to be the great cornholio. Yeah. So. He was texting me that he was here. Yeah, because uh, I had a lot of people in here the last few days. It's been a, it's been one of those. It's a funny week because we've kind of been in that lull where everyone knows it's start. It's getting ready to get cooler, but even though we still had days where we were sitting outside on the patio and in t-shirts, you know, it felt great all week. We started getting a lot more people in this week, and I hope it continues because, um, again, once winter hits, nothing better than to go hang out and just relax yeah and do this and um we're excited to definitely be here for that totally i think uh i think this winter is gonna be good i think it is too really good here and and the thing is is like especially during winter smoking a cigar in the warmth and comfort of a beautiful place yes like final third yeah, and if you're 180 East Broadway, Ingalls, Indiana, just for you. We'll yes. save a seat for you as yes, long we as we're not busy. And then you'll find one on your own. Yes. Either way, <laughs> either way, you'll be here. I will say during that event with Aladino, Lisa had a couple people come up and ask, ask her, like, so do we take a number for a seat? And we're <laughs> really? like, yeah, because we were, we were probably, well, don't tell the fire marshal, but we were probably over capacity for a good six, eight hours that day. I, I remember. I have, <laughs> like, I've never seen a line to the cash register that just kept building like And that. I will say kudos to the crew here. That line got long, and I don't think anyone was really in line for very long. Uh, people just got through the line quickly. No one was upset waiting. Um, I think I think it really went well. Well, yeah. There's always going to be you know a little bit of wait when you got well, I mean, and there, 80 people sitting here, but especially when you're ordering cocktails. Like, yeah. If you come here, you get a straight pour, whatever. That's it's a easy. quick move through. That's not me saying don't order cocktails because get what you want. We're yeah. there for you. And our cocktails are good. Or two, you know. Yep. But it, even at that, Tam was on it. She was asking like the next person in line, "Hey, what do you want as far as drinks?" Yeah. Which if they didn't know, it made them actually start think about it before yeah. they got up to the register, <laughs> which makes things run a lot smoother. Mm-hmm. But that was a fantastic event. It and was great. It I was our best event the, by far, our best day yeah. ever so far. I loved sitting down with Husto and Trey Mac afterward. And just, Me too. Uh, I, I mean, it wasn't a long episode that we did with them, but it was just kind of I don't know. It just felt warm and comforting, you know, hanging out with the guys, especially after a day like that was fantastic. Well, and in all honesty, we, we, we would have probably done an hour, hour and a half show with them, but who still was, he was ready to go. He was tired. 
I mean, that boy gets up at 4 or 4.30 in the morning every yeah. day and just gets at it. And um, we were already at the end of the day, end of the event, like half an hour to an hour past the event. And we we were able to get him to sit down for 15, mm-hmm. 20 minutes and just hang out. And I mean, what a gracious guy. I mean, what, so Absolutely. awesome. And Trey's awesome too. Yeah. So. <laughs> we love Trey. I was cracking up as I was editing that. Like I called him a horsey chaser and he mm-hmm. didn't even worry about it. <laughs> no, no, but, but yeah. again, I mean, we say it a lot of times. I mean, if you're in the, if you're in the bourbon club or the bourbon world and you've been into whiskey for a while, you understand what, what he's kind of joking around about, you know, Bland's is, is a good bourbon. It's just, it's more, to me. And I don't mean this in a bad way at all, but it's more of like a, a beginner's bourbon. It's a little lower proof. It's nothing wrong with it, nothing off-putting. It's just a very smooth whiskey. I mean, it, once it, you get into it. And that's it, the beautiful thing about a Blanton's is that it it is literally just, this is not offensive in any way. Mm-mm. There is nothing wrong with this bottle. I keep a bottle around because if I have somebody who's like, just get into bourbon. It's like, here's one that you should try. Yeah. One. Yeah. And two, here's one. You can throw it over ice. You can drink it straight. It's, there is nothing harsh about it in no. any way. No. No, I mean, it's even like, I mean, it's a very me, refined, like low proofer. It kind of reminds me of the, the, just the basic small batch Elijah Craig. It's, it's approachable for anybody. It's not going to blow anybody's, you know, palate out or anything. Uh, but you know, once you get into whiskey, you're probably going to go a little higher proof. Yeah, not always, but you might. But it's definitely one. You know, the amount of people chasing Blands, honestly, that's just Buffalo Trace did an amazing job of, at marketing, and it is what it is. People chase the, like you said, chase the horses. Yeah. And once you get all the horses, then you chase more horses. Then you trade the horses. Then you get stuff you want, and yeah. it's it's all fun. And. I mean, honestly, if you're a bourbon collector to any sense, as much as I'm not a fan of that thing, it just, you gotta have a Blanton's. Yeah. Like, whether it's your daily drinker or it's an occasional pour, it just feels like if you collect bourbon to any extent, it's like a necessary evil. Yeah. You know? Well, and like you said a minute ago, for the guy that's just getting into bourbon, trying stuff out, I mean, Dan, for example, you know, Dan Hart, he loves blends right now. He's just getting into whiskey. He's right well, where he should be. Well, yeah. And well, he loves I, blends. And I and I was please don't contact me about finding you a Blanton's. <laughs> but I found a Blanton's for Dan because I love Dan. Shout out to my man Dan Hart. Dan, and Dan you know what? Cheers. He was he was talking about it and he wasn't able to find one. I said, you know what? That's my mission. I'm gonna find you one. Did you already give it to him? No. Okay, I got it in the back for you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so we have uh, so actually something else coming up. It's not in the back. No, it's not. No, it's not no, here. It's in your car. In my car. Um which is parked out back. Right. That's what I meant. Something like that. Um so next so when this um podcast or video drops today, um Tomorrow on Saturday, and the, what date is that? The nineteenth. Uh, is it nineteenth? Uh, What's that say on there? Does that say nineteenth? Yep. Yeah. So the nineteenth, we have uh, special guest music. He's, uh, in my opinion, he's kind of a little bit of a local legend. The guy's been—he's played with so many different people. Um, I, he played with. 
if you're if you're from Indiana, you know who Sandy Patty is. You know, you know that the the gospel scene that kind of happened here a lot in the '80s, '90s, and 2000s. Um, he played a lot with them, but he also has a lot of his own original stuff. Yeah. He's going to be out here playing an acoustic set for us here in, inside the lounge. It's going to be a chill night, just playing some good music. His name's Ed Paul Fry. Um, get out there and follow him. He's just an awesome guy. Um, but when he comes in here, you're, you're going to have a blast. So get in here on Saturday. It's from, what does that say, 7? Yeah, it, seven? it says it starts at 7. Yeah, so 7 to 9. I'm sure, knowing Ed, it'll probably go a little over, which so we'll stay open a little bit later that night. But it'll be just a fun, chill night to just sit back, listen to some good music, yeah. and enjoy this. So yeah. we're excited to have him in here. Um, we do have some other stuff coming, um, some barrel picks. We got yeah. a barrel pick coming on Monday. Well, tomorrow, which actually would be four days ago, or yeah, four days ago after this drops, we did a barrel you, pick. Do you want to talk about it? No, we haven't picked a barrel quite yet. No, not yet. And the only reason why we're not, I mean, if you, if you're in here, I'll tell you, but I'm not putting it out there yet because, like I've told everyone on the barrel picking group that's going on this one, bottom line is if the if we don't find a barrel that blows us away. We're not, we're not picking. We're not picking. Um, I'm not going just to pick a barrel to, for the sake of picking a barrel. I want something special. I mean, honestly. And from we, this brand, some of their stuff's been freaking special lately. So if, if we don't get us something special, we won't get a barrel. But I'm I'm feeling pretty optimistic. I am too. Um, I, and that's the thing with Vinyl 3rd. If we don't find a barrel that's blowing our skirts up, we're, we're not, not picking gonna it. We're not going to get it. Like, no. There is... We have too many fantastic shelfer bottles up on the shelf, like readily available fantastic bottles for us to just pick something that's like, oh, okay, this this is good. Yeah, you know, and that's not the that's not to say that we'll like. I I don't know. The hard thing is, is when you go on a barrel pick, you're offered a a lot, typically a lot of barrels that are good. We're looking for something that's next level. Something yeah. we have a ton of whiskey. I think what do we have like sixty bottles up there right now? At least, at least, maybe more. And there are some stellar bottles, and there's other bottles there that are just kind of filling a proof category and yeah. stuff like that. And we have we have that shelf built out the way we need to. So when we do a barrel pick, we need something that's going to stand out. Yeah. On there, like well, our Starlight Rye finished in port barrels. Exactly. I mean, that is you, something completely different than anything else we've got. It is. It is. And that's one thing, you know, like our first two barrel picks we did sold fantastic because they were very unique. Um, I mean, that Starlight alone, we're down to like five cases, 30 bottles. Yeah. We started with 80 some bottles of it, and it just sells great. Um, this one coming up, we hopefully will be pretty quick. I've got another one already in the pipeline that. Um, I've had several people try and everyone has absolutely loved it. Isaiah is going to try it here after this uh, video, or maybe we just put it at the end of the video and let you give your live, live thoughts on it. If you want to, that's good. One, man. Um, we can do that. But it's another one out of, out of, um, the West, Western United States that no one around here that I know of has had it. And I'm super excited to see what you think of I that. I've never even heard of the distillery. I hadn't either, but man, I'll tell you, I think, I think you're going to love it. So what really got me on that on that barrel or that bottle he brought in? So it's one seventeen proof. Okay, it's sixty corn, twenty malted barley, right? Malted barley and then twenty rye. Pretty standard mash bill. Yeah, um, but 
honestly, as far as a lot of distillers go, that's high barley content. It kind of is. And that malt in there, it comes through. Like, have you have you had any of the, like, the higher age pappies? No, I've never had any pappy. Okay. So, like, I've tried the pappy 15, the pappy 23. Rob, don't go comparing it to pappy. <coughs> no, no, no. What I'm saying is the Pappy 15, when you, when you, when you nose that and the way, and a lot of good whiskeys, at least in my opinion, a lot of good whiskeys, they, they change in the glass, the nose changes in the glass as you drink and as it sits and as it aerates and all that, the flavor changes. This one did that, but there was like a, there was a moment where I, I took a nose on that and a sip and it remind it took me back to that memory of that Pappy 15 on the nose and on the flavor of those rich butterscotchy kind of caramel notes yeah. that just blew me away. And I'm like, oh my God, this is this is right in my world. Well, I know you're like, more on the spicy. I know yeah. you like more spicy. Ew. I like a little sweeter. This totally. is kind of a balance between both, I think. Cool. So Which we'll see what you think. Why Rob and I pick good barrels together, because he can drink the sweetest whiskey I've ever had and be per but love it but sweet but it has to it has to be high proof it, it can't be like a sweet and 80 proof that's just no. sweet for yeah, sweet yeah, yeah. or it, not flavored sweet we're not talking flavor yeah. we're talking straight from the barrels that being said i just got to thinking we should probably do a lower proof barrel pick sometime and we you know do what need would be to. a good one for that Who? woodford double oaked that would be good you can do a woodford double oak pick I don't know well, how you have to work up in their system, but um, I'm really trying hard to work on Heaven Hill, get something with them. That would be Woodford cool. Woodford might be a little harder to get into, but you if I can get in with Heaven get? Hill, do one. Mellow corn. Mellow corn, baby. Mellow freaking corn, <laughs> baby. Dude, oh, dear uh, Lord. Wesley over at Frugal McDougal in Nashville, Tennessee has a mellow corn pit coming in. And I'll, you got to get a bottle just to see if it's any better than the regular Mellow Corn. I, I mean, the thing is, is like Mellow Corn is probably around the $12 mark right now. Screw top. So what's a pit going to run you? 20 like, Yeah. So you're looking at. You can spend more than that at McDonald's. Be our lowest dollar like, pour on our, <laughs> our shelf. That's yeah. lower than JTS Brown yeah, pour I price. I, I, I don't know. I just want a Mellow Corn pick on the shelf. Like I'm, My only I'm concern enough. with that would be. I'm sure they're 53 gallon barrels, and we're talking 200 bottles of it. Oh, definitely. <laughs> That's a yeah. lot of bottles well, of mellow corn. You're talking more because a mellow corn pig is going to be at 100 proof. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So we're talking almost 300 bottles, 240 <laughs> to 280. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. We may have to re rethink that one out. Buddy. No, we don't need to do a mellow corn pig. Okay, I, I think it would be really funny to do one, though. That being said, we can't move Melicorn like that. Not like that, no. Hmm. No. Wesley over at Frugal, I think enough guys will walk over there and buy it. Well, I mean, they've already the got a name. Well, they've already got a name for themselves. Oh, yeah. People, people buy everything that they pick just because they know they pick great stuff. Yeah. So, I mean. Speaking of which, he just had a Starlight Armagnac bourbon come in, and I. Oh, yeah? I might need to contact my people. <laughs> give me one of those. And by that, I mean just text Wesley and see if he'll get you one. one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but. I'm trying to think. There's, I don't know if we talked about it last time or not. Um, probably the newest thing we've got up there that we have, or two new things we've got and we haven't really talked much about is um, the new Castle and Key Weeded. Here, I'm going to go grab the bottles. Okay. Not that it doesn't grab the Own B2. Okay. 
Um, so the the Castle and Key, it's their new their newest release. They've been releasing stuff this year, so you've probably seen batch one through five. Well, I think four and five of the bourbon hasn't come out yet, but it's coming out. This is their first weeded one, um, and it's I'm I, and and if you know me, a lot of people know me. I'm I'm not a huge weeded fan. That one's actually not too bad, but a couple of guys like Will Will likes weeded whiskey quite a bit. He really enjoyed that. Um, so well, if you're a weeded fan, it might be a good try. Come in here and try it before you buy a bottle. Um, the other thing is, is this, to my knowledge, is higher age stated than the original the, small batch. So oh, I can believe that. This, well, yeah, uh, this weeded is aged five years. Yes, yeah, it's and five on there. When they put an age statement on a bottle, that is the that is the least least aged product in there so there could be six year product there could be seven year product in there could all be five years as well you just never know so is this all their juice yes have they been distilling that long for five years castle and key yeah they've been have they been that okay yeah because i know that bourbon we tried it was odd because the stuff we tried was like two and a half three years old then all of a sudden four-year-old bourbon came out like couple months later i was kind of shocked when it came out you remember yeah so they're uh their their line that has been keeping them like going is i'm pretty sure it's pinhook that was all their mgp product that's theirs pinhook is let me let me fact check me. Pinhook it. I, I love a lot of the stuff Pinhook's doing. It's all MGP, and I if I am correct, which I'm gonna fact check on the spot. Okay. Well, then while you're doing that, this other bottle over here called Ownby, James Ownby, it is actually the first um, spirit that has come out of Old Smoky. You ever seen Old Smoky Moonshine in the jars? This is the brand. This is this is their first whiskey coming out. And it's a lower proof. It's like 90, 94 proof, whatever it is. Let's go out. It's actually a really, really good lower proof bourbon. Um, like we were talking about with Bland's or Elijah Craig, you know, regular small batch. It's just a very, very good approachable bourbon. You can see the color on it. It's a nice color, too. Um, so we got that in here. And honestly, everyone that's tried it has loved it so far. So it's nice having something else a little lower proof because, again, we are – Proof hounds. Yeah. Um, that doesn't always work for everyone that likes uh-uh. whiskey. So No. Um, so, yeah, Pinhook is Castle and Keys MGP brand. That's mm. what they were putting out for a long time to okay. actually have a product on the shelf and like, bring an income. Like every distillery in the nation starts yeah. with something, and, and usually it's MGP. I don't think Pinhook is stopping. I haven't heard that. So I haven't either. As they're releasing their product, it seems like Pinhook has grown a following in itself. It really has. So I, as far as I know, I'm no, I'm no whiskey newscaster. Um, but you play one on the podcast. I guess I do. You do. Yeah. Yes. Um, so they are, as far as I know, they're going to continue doing that as they're releasing their product as well. Um, so all the Castle and Key bottles, their juice. All the pinhook bottles, source stuff, as far as I know, MGP. Okay. On all of them. But Makes sense. That being said, there's quite a few other people to source from. Own B, as far as we know, is a Tennessee sourced 
yep. whiskey. Yeah. It is not uh, Old Smoky stuff because their whiskey is not of age for that yet. Right. Um, it could be from Cascade Hollow, most likely from Cascade Hollow. Could be. That's it. It's a wonderful bottle. It is. It is. And like I said, if you're if you're newer into whiskey or if you just like lower proof stuff, you don't have to be newer. If you just like lower proof stuff, you don't have to throw that on a cube. You can just sip on it. Um, it's good. We'll just leave it at that. It's good, it's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think we have anything else new up there right now. I've been able to get some some of the Heaven Hill allocated stuff in here, so we've got restocks of Did that. Did we put the Lincantata on one of these yet? We on a pairing yet? No. On, did we highlight that yet? I'm I think not, we did last week. Did if, we? Yeah. Um, yeah. Grab that one if you don't mind. I am. Um, this is a new. This is a new one we got up here. It's a. Um, it's a brandy oh. finished. No, it's finished. It's a great brandy, isn't it? Oh, this is great. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great brandy finished next bourbon casks. If I'm not mistaken, right? So, yes. And it's delicious. So what I will tell you is uh, all Lehen Cantata, as far as I know from them, starts out as Armagnac. Okay. This one in particular, they decided to finish, which makes it great brandy. Um, So what they are, are they are, they are basically a private bottler, kind of like some of the Scotch brands. That are going and finding stuff. Who? I'm trying to think of that Scotch brand that it does. Orphan Barrel. Well, Orphan Barrel picks from everybody, including Scotch. Yeah. Um, we got that muckety muck. Kind of like that. But what they're doing is they are going to family farms because in what what winemakers will do if they've had a bad year or to set up for a bad year, they'll distill their stuff and put it in French oak casks, which makes it, uh, which makes it Armagnac. Um, but what they do is they're going to family farms, finding these old barrels, buying them off of them, bottling them at cash strength. And that's what you got here. Yeah. This thing is stellar. It's really it good. It is so good. Also a beautiful bottle. And that one's called the, it's part of their tattoo series is what they call that. Um, I think I've got two or three bottles of it. I was able to get so uh, if you are a bourbon person afraid to get into great base spirits uh this is the one to get into on what's the proof on that one this is at so it's 52.9 percent which is almost 106 yeah well, so if so, that's good. That's a good point too, because that one being 106, a little bit lower. Not, I mean, not super low proof. It's a little bit lower. If you wanted a brandy that is a 125, 126 proof, that definitely leans harder on the bourbon side. The Copper and Kings Butchertown brandy is yeah. going to be your jam. Both of those, to me, remind me more of whiskey. This one definitely brings it back a little closer to the brandy side. Which means you have a lot more of those fruit notes in there and stuff like that. But this is definitely a port to grab while you're here. I think so. Um, there's, this is a limited release bottle. 
I love that bottle too. So that glass cork on that thing is absolutely beautiful. Yeah. So there's once we sell out of it, that is it for these. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he only had so many, a couple of cases left when I ordered. Yeah. And I think he only, I think I only got whatever he gave me is what I got. Other thing is, Lincantada does differently is they do no additives. There's a lot of iffy things that happen in the brandy industry where they'll add colorings and add flavorings and you don't have to you don't have to list those things right just because of the legal definitions of brandy yep lincoln tata does not do that um they are about as straight laced as they come those guys are just passionate about the armagnac they have this is technically great brandy Started out as Armagnac, which and we've you, already... You just did a tasting with Lon Kadana, didn't you? Yes. Okay. I did that over at Storied Company. Shout out to Jeff Love. Yeah. Well, cheers Shout to him. out to Jeff. Because uh, Jeff bought me a ticket, and I paid him back. But I think he has special favor with them because he purchases a lot. Of, he does a lot with um, them, yeah. So they actually do that like they know him by name which is so that's cool amazing to me that's uh cool. super cool place my first time there lincoln tata was there uh these guys are definitely french they're so hard to understand their english <laughs> is broken but they brought us like a couple 15 year uh armagnacs and then a 32 year old mm. and uh oh my goodness they can do that and they can do that well um, it was funny hearing them talk about the French oak barrels that the farms use because they will, they, the guys said they will wear a barrel out. Yeah. Because with Arbignac, it's not like you have to have virgin French oak. They can keep reusing a barrel until it's basically falling apart. Um, which is a pretty cool thing to hear. So you don't know how long this barrel has been in this family, and it's that's uh, very cool. It is. It's like and just all this that. is old toasted French oak that they're using. And just all those years of age and all the juice that's been aging in that, and just yeah. soaking into the barrel. That's got to do some special stuff to the oh to the totally. Brain. And it was funny, and somebody in in the tasting asked, like, "How do you find the houses?" And he said, "Well, it's the ones that have black growing up the side of them." Because <laughs> if you've ever been around a distillery, yeah. seen Rick houses, they all have this. I don't know if it's a moss or, or black funk almost. Yeah, yeah. There is. There is if you're something. driving through Kentucky and you drive through the distillery country, you'll see it. Yeah, I, I mean, and it I, I, even in Lawrenceburg, Indiana, one of my yeah. friends' grandmas lives there, and that stuff will grow on her car mm. just because of all of the angels share from MGP. Wow! And the, like, it's just such an odd problem to have for it us is that odd. aren't in distillery country. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it, it was just a super cool experience. The wonderful company. Like they obviously know their lane, they know their products. Lincoln's Hada is a little expensive, but you're getting what you pay for, which is not something you can say for most brands. Right. You know, back to the cigar, definitely solid into the second third. Um you're getting closer to the yeah. final third there, but um, the uh, the espresso notes kind of hit a little bit more for me now. Yeah. Um, 
It's mellowed out. The retrohale's not near as strong. It could just be because our pallets are getting acclimated. Yeah. Uh, definitely leaning on the medium side right now where it started off a little bit more full. So that medium to full might be a pretty good representation of what this cigar is. Uh, we'll find out when we get the final third. But yeah. the flavor notes right now are I'm getting that kind of breadiness still to it. The uh, espresso's kind of popping. Um, there's also, um, it's not black pepper, but it's like a just a mild pepper dusting almost. And there's there's a burnt brown sugar in there. For yeah, me. and maybe that's what I'm attributing to a dusting of pepper. It's more of a sweetness. You're right. But uh, smoke to sip. I keep getting just more and more brown sugar molassesy notes out of this Elijah Craig. Yeah, and I mean I know we said this, and I know people get sick and tired of hearing me say this. To me, this is the best Elijah Craig barrel proof I've ever had. The C922 batch, something is super special about it. Um, Mike and Jen brought us a couple of samples of the A, whichever one, the A122, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, I wrote that on there. I'm not sure if 122 is right or not, but it was an A, A batch. Well, if it was from this year, it's A122. So the A gotcha. batch comes out in the first month, A1. Gotcha, and then 22 is the year. Gotcha. Yeah. And then they'll have B522, so that comes in in the fifth month, which is... Gotcha, okay. And then C9. C9 is the September. Yeah. Okay. Um, this one here, though, is great. The one they brought us is a little lighter. Um, it feels it feels just a little bit... I don't know. I mean, it just feels a little bit lower proof, maybe. I don't think it is. Well, I'm sure it's the same And the other proof, thing but... is that can't be said about Elijah. a lot of Elijah Craig barrel-proof batches is this one has a long finish. Mm -hmm. Oddly enough, a lot of the ones that I have tried have a have a medium short. to short and drying finish. Yeah. Whereas this one just keeps going. And especially with this cigar today, it's like brown sugar that hung out with some Luxardo cherries on the oh yeah finish and it just keeps rolling with that sweetness yeah there's um oh what's that other i'm getting another note in there right now too on the whiskey um as it just kind of falls over the palate it just keeps building and opening up it's almost like a spice cherry pie yeah i could see that and and that rye is definitely present towards the end it is there is what is the mash bill on them? Do you know? Uh, we could look it up, but I don't okay. know off the top okay. of my head. Heaven Hill has. I'm so disappointed too many in mash you. bills. I'm so disappointed in you. You usually know this stuff right off the top of your I, head. I will tell you, I'm not a huge Heaven Hill fan. Um, I do like their stuff. You do a lot. I have never been one to chase their releases. If I walk into a bottle. That being said, if I walk into any of their limited releases, I will pick it up. Yeah. Unless it's Larceny Barrel Proof. And I honestly, I can't <laughs> tell you if I've ever had Larceny Barrel Proof. You wouldn't like it. Mm. Um, it is a wheater. Oh, okay. Just, I got you. It just is that. Um, all of the Larceny Barrel Proofs, if you like Larceny Barrel Proof, like, hey, that's great. That's your thing. I guess I haven't found the batch that's good for me. Yeah. A lot of them drink hot, and they just don't do much for me. Well, so. and that's, I mean, that's the other thing, too. Like the um, Heaven Hill, the seven-year bottled and bond, 
that you see a lot pictures of it don't see a lot in the wild because it's again it's allocated yeah um we got that here now too it's a solid pour it's really good i mean for for a bottle and bond it's it, solid seven years of age on it which is it's just really nice so you know what the story is with that one don't you no tell me okay so forever enlighten us uh, forever heaven hill had a six-year bottled and bond product that was a shelf staple I'm pretty sure it was sub $30. I think it was okay. around that $25 mark. And that was people's like well bourbon. I think it all ended in 2019 when 2019 or 2020 when they took it off the shelf and everyone was like, uh oh, what's happened with this? Then you see a seven year bottled in Pond, which is around 40, 45 bucks. Yeah, it's now. not an expensive pour uh, at all. I mean, as far as today's market, that's not bad, but it it's not the same value for your money as you were getting with that six year bottled in bond at like yeah twenty five. And, and that's the thing, you know, age statements are age statements. Um, they're out there for a reason. The reason they put them on the bottles because there's always that perceived notion that older's better. Yeah, not always, but you know what? I mean, going from the six to the seven, I would say the seven's a little bit deeper and richer i mean it's got a little bit better flavor for me um is it a huge difference no i mean it's still on, heaven honestly hill you could do a shootout between jts heaven hill yeah bottled in bond that's, that's going to be the same match two bottle and bond products right there and you could put them side by side like one's you're talking an extra 18 pour one's a, or one's an 18 bottle one's a 40 dollar bottle 45 dollar yep. bottle um It'd be a good, uh, that's something we should do for science. For science. Yes, we should probably do that. I mean, and a lot of the notes carry over. You're just talking about more complexity with yeah. age, yeah. typically. And what's a, what's uh, JTS Brown's, is there an age statement on that at all? It's bottle and bond, so it's four years. Four years, gotcha, okay. Yeah. So how are they doing bottle and bond at seven years on the Heaven Hill? Because they can. Okay. So bottle Anything and bond. over four. What? Okay, so bottled and bond has to be 100 proof, has to be at least four years mm -hmm. and all of the juice inside the bottle which scott johnston that's for you juice scott johnston has Cheers. to be has to be distilled in the same distilling season aged in a federally bonded warehouse right so federally bonded is just kind of a way that the government so bottled and bond was put into place kind of it was in a time when people were rectifying whiskeys and they yes. were adding stuff to it. So bottled and bond was a government assurance that what you're getting in here it's is not just poison aged you. spirit. <laughs> um, and, and nowadays, it's still that, and there's still government bonded Bonding. warehouses. So there is a certain level of, um, I guess, care that has to go in with those for it to actually be called a bonded, a bottled and bond product. Yeah. But the market's not like it used to be. So basically today, if you see bottled in bond, what you're getting is at least four years, 100 proof, and it's a bourbon. Gotcha. So. Makes sense. Yeah, because that's I've read up a, little, a lot on that. There's a couple of books I've been re or listening to lately. Uh, one's called Bourbon. Um, oh, my gosh. What's it called? I'll have to look it up and tell you later. Bourbon it, Curious? No, it's... Um, I keep wanting to say Bourbon Pursuit, but that's a podcast. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, I, it's escaping me. But it's it's been really informative yeah. on on the entire process of, of bourbon and where it started and everything else. And you know, the big thing back when they started the Bottle and Bond Act was there was a lot of shit being put out that was just poisonous. Well, yeah, there was that. <laughs> I mean, and, then, and that's what the problem was. They're putting out stuff that was dangerous to drink, and the government said, "You know what? We're back to we're back to allowing whiskey prohibitions over. Let's do something that we can actually government regulate." Which at that point was probably a good thing. You yeah. know, government overreach is is a shit show most times, but this time. This was actually good, well, and it, it actually brought some quality to the whiskey. It definitely did. There was a, a lot, and a lot of, like, lower-end products today are still aged whiskey that are then added with neutral grain spirits. So that's an issue. But if you're buying yeah. something that's a straight bourbon, a bottled and bond bourbon, if you're buying something that has those tags on it, you don't have to worry about it. Right. Now, if you're looking for sub-$20 bottles and they don't say anything about being a straight bourbon or a bottled-and-bond bourbon, you can expect those things. It's just whiskey. Like it's some, just of the, whiskey. some of the lower-end Heaven Hill products are that way because all you're getting there is a well whiskey. Yeah. And you know what? That doesn't mean it's bad. It just means it very well could have had neutral grain spirits yeah. added into it, which is... Moonshine. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, in all honesty, vodka is a neutral spirit. Yeah. Same thing. And that's the thing, too. Like, you know, we talk about JTS Brown a lot. Honestly, in my opinion, and I'm, and maybe it's just because that's ours, that should be almost everybody's well, well whiskey. Because it's really good on its own, but it also is a perfect balance in cocktails. There is... I have zero faults for JTS Brown. Yep. At its price point, at what it offers, it's a stellar bottle. A lot of people say Evan Williams bottled and bond, and you'll hear that a yeah. lot on the internet, yeah. and that's just because people, unless you're from Kentucky or Indiana, you don't have access to JTS Brown. Right, right. What's the one, is it, what's the one down in Kentucky that is like JTS Brown, maybe the same juice, but it's like... So Heaven Hill, Heaven Hill six year green label. Well, this one's actually another name like JTS Brown. It's like something Gant or oh JW Dant. JW Dant. It's not bottled and bond though. Oh okay okay. Because I've heard a lot of people say they're very similar. Yeah, I mean in it's profile. all it's, it's all, all Heaven, Heaven Hill. Hill juice. So Heaven Hill is the king of the bottom shelf, and they mm -hmm. they do a lot for that. But and yeah. by saying bottom shelf, we're talking prices. Yeah, it's still really good. Oh yeah. I mean, I also put. And again, if you like it, no no shade here. But I, I put Jack old number seven on bottom shelf, but it's because I don't like it. But it, it, it's a good Coke mixer. It is too expensive to be a bottom shelf. True, that's true. It's actually You're gone up a lot. Twenty five, twenty seven bucks. Well, everyone's bottom bond has gone up too. What is it now? Um, it's in the mid to upper twenties, I think now. Yeah, I'd have to check again. I may I may be totally wrong on I, that. I'm I'm. I I'm bought a bottle about here. JTS Brown. I got a bottle here just because of, you know, supporting Heaven Hill right now. Yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure it was in the mid to upper 20s yeah. on that bottle. Absolutely. Yeah. It's time for Final Third Fridays with my man, Broccoli Rob. We need to get Isaiah in there, too. 
broccoli rob and asparagus i say asparagus why don't i have to be asparagus asparagus makes your pee smell bad exactly (laughs) (laughs) yeah what are you hinting at i guess we could go cauliflower 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 isaiah broccolini broccolini yeah we'll call you broccolini (laughs) broccolini isaiah call you the uh what's that called the um what are the little ones called little um the florette the broccoli florette She here? Oh. Yeah, we should. Yeah, so I, Lisa was... Come over here, Lisa. Show them your new hat. Come here. Come here. Come around here. Come here. They want to see you. Come here. No, nobody's so Lisa, hearing you right Lisa now. Lisa got her a new hat. So she's uh, been rocking this hat. She got it for the classy man, classy lady yeah. um, cigar the other night, or, the, or uh, event we had with Aladino. And she got her hat, and now she can't take it off. Comfy. It, it's really weird when you when I climb into bed with her, and she's got the hat on. I don't know what that's about, but it's kind of nice. I like it. Why are you telling everyone else about your experience, Rob? No. Uh, but, yeah, so um, – but she was just talking about one of our regulars. Her name's Tara. Um, awesome girl. Um, and she's got a great palate for all things cigar and whiskey. So we'll absolutely. definitely have to get her on in here um, and, and have her smoke a cigar with us and – do a pairing so totally. you remember what cigars she likes smoking sweet janes that's what i thought so we may have to do like a multiple pairing do like she can do a sweet jane with what we're I pairing mean, that being said those are like her go-to's but she definitely yeah. still branches out she, she was does. smoking some of i think she was smoking a cameroon or a classic during the aladino event i think she was yeah yeah but she's become a, a regular here and she's got a beautiful road glide uh motorcycle that um she's been riding in here quite a bit and obviously now the snow's falling it's probably sitting at home yeah in the nice garage relaxing relaxing on the battery tender yes yes yeah, oh, yeah. i thought she had actually i'm i'm if i'm not mistaken i think she's even smoked some of our very heavy full-bodied cigars too and liked them she brought her daughter in here yesterday really and her daughter is um she's in military and um, she was back for, I, I don't know if she was just back for a visit or what, but she came in here and it was Veterans Day. So we took good care of her yesterday and um, just awesome, awesome girl. Rob, Super the, artistic. The retro hell on this. Is it back up? It is all the way up. Yeah, I need to, I need to get her going again. Oh, um, you lost it. Yeah, so this one, like I said, this one started off not medium to full. Lisa, can you put this back? And then um, middle, middle of the cigar, it got definitely into that solid medium, not really overpowering. Once you get into the final third, I'm, I'm 100% assuming this is going to get right back up to that medium to full, if not full. Yeah. Hey, hey Lisa, you want to come here and plug one of your events? Yeah. Your sweater We've event? Ar- yeah, yeah. Tell, tell us about your. Come over here. Come, come here. here. You got to come over here. Get on the mic. Yeah. Get on the mic, Lisa. Yes. Yeah, so Lisa's been trying to come up with some unique events here, not just the basic events. I already told you guys about Ed Fry coming in. So, what's some of the other events coming up that you got that you want to spotlight? Um, yeah. So I'm trying to develop more of a culture for women, uh, but it can be for men as well. Yeah. Um, and so according to what Rob will allow me to do. <laughs> uh, I, we came up with the idea of doing an ugly Christmas sweater. 
So you have to bring your own sweater. That way you know it is the right size and it's as ugly as you want it to be. Sure. And then we're going to have uh, the stockings and hot glue guns and ribbons and stitching, glitter, whatever, a, a, all kinds of fun stuff. And and I've more I've told people about it. They're like, oh, I have some things I can bring to you. So yeah, I really don't know what wall you're going to have. It's but a crap shoot. It's going to be fun. So so what what date is that and what time? It is December seventh. It's a Wednesday night. Okay. Um, we're doing a ticketed event just because I need to buy the stockings, and we're making these aren't little bitty stockings. These are full size, so you yeah, can you can fit a bottle in there. A bottle be your own stocking stuffer. Heck yeah, heck yeah. <laughs> I mean, holidays can be stressful, and if you need to wear it, you know what? That if you need a big, your <laughs> big sippy straw coming out of that thing, no, no judgment here. So what time? What time is that going to be? Um, it's just of the evening, like. Six to nine. Six to nine. So, yeah. Or six um, to eight. I if you're in here before December right 7th, you know, hit Lisa up yeah. or and ask her about it because yeah. this could be a fun event. I mean, again, she was talking about this being something for, for the ladies to get connected here a little bit more too. But, honestly, on Wednesdays we have a lot of guys in here, and I guarantee I know a few of those guys are going to oh, do yeah. it. So it's not going to yeah. be just for women. It's going to be for anybody that's here that wants to do it. Just bring your ugliest sweater you want to start decorating up for Christmas. Yeah, if you have one already, I mean, that saves you four bucks at Goodwill. But. Exactly. But and, and she's not wrong. She went to Goodwill and got a really, <laughs> really ugly sweater to do this with. So. <laughs> oh, no, that's just for me to wear. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, our, our kids laughed at her because she had the Christmas sweaters growing uh, up, and they would always borrow her favorite sweater she would wear all winter long and take him to school on ugly Christmas sweater and win. Christmas so. spirit. That is rude. It, it, it's very so true, though. Before I forget, yeah. um, because I'm selling tickets, they're $20. But with that $20, you get um, a cocktail of choice of the old-fashioned, the blackberry amaretto sour, or the one of your um, seasonals, the um, our Apple recent cider. um barrel pick. Oh, okay, the rye. So, yeah, our, our barrel pick if you if you want a neat pour, or uh, like she was talking about the old fashioned, any any iteration of the old fashioned, like the the bourbon, not any iteration, but the the bourbon old fashioned, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or like the Fallville old fashioned, she's got she's got a blackberry or a not a blackberry, a um, apple, apple cider. cider whiskey, old-fashioned. She's been doing with cinnamon. It's just a nice fall, mm -hmm. old-fashioned. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that, that'll be a good time. You get a, a pour. You get all the all the supplies and just more of a fun time to hang out and do stupid stuff. Yeah. So it'll be awesome. Fun. Well, cool. Anything else on the horizon you can um, think of? And then I'm in the works with a local another local music artist, Dave Ellison. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Dave was here a few weeks ago yeah, and did a great job out here, here for us. with his buddy Brent. Yeah. But Brent's unavailable for a little bit of time, um, and Dave's doing solo. Yeah. Um, so he's going to come in by himself on December 3rd. Okay. So, so and the reason we're doing that, um, we're trying to get a few acoustic artists in here to be one-man shows because – it's cold outside now. Mm -hmm. They can sit up in here, and it doesn't take up a big space for a band. So we got Dave. He's a he's a great uh, musician. He he's a local musician. He's another local legend, just like Ed Fry, um, that will come out here and and they will just kill it for us. So 
Is there a time on that one yet, or is that going to be like six to eight, six to nine, six too? Six to nine. Okay. Uh, not nailed Because I see uh, Ed's is a seven. Yeah, I think so. that was his availability. Okay, mm -hmm. works out good. Yep. Awesome. Well, thank you yeah. so much. And you Yeah, we've got more events coming. Uh, we do have some more um, cigar brand events coming hopefully soon, too, yep. that I'm trying to get nailed down. But in, in all honesty, we're getting into the holidays. It's going to be harder to get brands to come out during the holidays. But we'll have some other events, hopefully, just not your traditional you know, events you see at most cigar shops. Did you um, talk about uh, Black Friday and Small no. Business Saturday? No, go right ahead. I mean, we don't have anything special planned at the moment. Um, but well, just letting people know we are going to be open Black yeah. Friday. So we'll obviously be closed on Thanksgiving, mm -hmm. um, but we are going to open up Black Friday and Small Business Saturday. Um, I will be running some specials. I'm figuring out what it's going to be. But one of the things I'm thinking about doing is offering a special on either Black Friday or Small Business Saturday or maybe both um, for the Calibri. We have a, all the Calibri stuff now, all the lighters, the cutters, the high-end stuff, the all the way down to the $49 V cutter or straight cutter. Um, and I'm thinking about doing a special on that um, where you get, you know, 10 or 15% off. Uh, anything Calibri in here to you know entice people to come out and buy some gifts for their their cigar smoker in their life. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. awesome. And then uh, we have gift cards. Yeah. Um, Again, if you're if you're somebody you're like I don't know what to buy someone, just just get them a gift card. They can come in and buy what they want to later on. And if they just want cigars or drinks, they can do that too. So. And then you're also starting to build boxes for people yeah. as Christmas gifts. Yeah, and that's something we've always done, but it's not really been broadcast. But, you know, we have a, a box discount every day. So you're getting 10% off of our already low prices of cigars if you buy a box. But if you come in here and you're like, I want to put together a package for someone for Christmas, and I want to buy 20 cigars but different cigars, We'll build a box for you and give you a same box discount so you can buy, you know, multiple cigars for people. I've already got four or five of them I'm working on right now for people. So um, that's something we'll definitely do for you for the holidays as well. Okay. I'm getting off here. Cool. Well, thank you. Lisa, here's your Dr. Pepper. Well, I uh, took the opportunity. While I was gone, for you keep a talking for a second. I'll be right back. Humidor while I'm here. Gotcha. Took the opportunity to go ahead and grab this sample of a barrel that we might be picking, and Rob just ran back there. So, this is a potential pick from Peach Street. Distillers, 117 proof, as Rob said, 60 corn, 20 rye, 20 malted barley. I'm unsure of the age statement. That would be a Rob question. But we're going to get into this. So I'm into, the, I'm into the peach street, Rob. That's what. Okay. So on the nose... It is, uh, it's fruity. It reminds me a lot of almost a canned pear, but like the syrup that comes in it. Yeah. Um, Let me grab a Glenn. I'm going to do a little bit with you. Yeah. There's a slight barrel char note in there. It almost reminds me of 
a uh, mesquite type here. I don't need all this. No, here. no. Okay. okay. Yeah, if you want to just split it, that's fine. We have a little bit left. You were the last one that needed to try it. Okay. Well, here, pour the rest for yourself then if you want. Well, here, to. we'll split it. <laughs> it's all good, man. Yeah. So, uh, here, you want some more? Sure. It's good. It's whiskey, right? It is whiskey. And it's very, very good whiskey, in my opinion. Yeah. So, uh, so you're going behind the scenes with us here. This is actually his first attempt at yeah. trying this. Um, and when we're picking for the shop, it is totally all right to try a barrel on a cigar palette because that's what we're picking that's the whole it for. Goal. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, slight pear on the nose. There's an, an almost nutmeg in there. Um, and there's, there's some barrel char quality in that. It almost, it almost reminds me of that aspen thing that uh 291 does where mm -hmm. it's almost that fruity charred wood um which this is coming out of colorado oh, okay so that just might well you're getting out that way yeah so 291 is colorado as well is uh, it yeah so the thing i liked the most the about this was it changes on the sip as well as the nose through the glass. Hang on, I'm sitting with it. <laughs> mm. So on the palate for me, it leads with like a confectionery sugar. Still could be that same like pear syrup thing. Yeah. It gets into some cinnamon and clove notes towards the mid palate and the finish. The finish leads you with that confectionery <laughs> sugar sweetness, but it still leaves you with, with those uh, baking spices as it's gone through. That finish is long. It is. It's still sitting on my palate. And what's crazy mm. with this on for me, as it sat, it would, you know, it sits on the palate, and then when you go back in for another nose or another sip, it changes, and you get some of, like, as, as it gets down in the glass and the air hits it and everything else, you get some of the, like, butterscotchy kind of notes that, that I love, um, along with all that fruit. Like, right now, I go back in the nose after sipping on it, and I'm getting some of that butterscotch now. You did just take a puff. Yeah. So this, the nose on it now, this is after a puff and a retrohale, reminds me of the same thing that Maker's Mark will do for me. And the Maker's Mark signature for me is always, and this will sound weird to people, but it's almost like a cream cheese icing on, on the nose for me. I could see that. Definitely that sweet, sweet cream cheese icing. Oh, yeah. On the palate, it's still that confectionery sugar. And um, mm, it does get into some of that, that buttery, um, almost burnt sugars thing. Yeah, which is probably where I'm getting the butterscotch. Yeah, but it's still that cinnamon and... Yeah. And, and nutmeg quality in there. That's really nice. And then as it hits the chest, it just kind of warms and sits there. And then the palate just continues to change the flavors on it. And I, mm. 
I was really oh, impressed dude, with it. With this cigar, not that this is our pairing, right. it reminds me of Mexican hot chocolate because it has so many of those cinnamon and clove and nutmeg qualities in the whiskey. Oh, nice. Yeah, it is. Mm. Yeah, a, I think it's a winner. Do you think it's a winner too? I like it quite a bit. Yeah. The only thing I could ask for it is a little bit more viscosity, but that Which, also could be coming off of Elijah Craig barrel proof. I, I'm 100% sure of that. Um, the one thing I will say, like this one's sitting with, when it got bottled, I think it was bottled um, when I got the sample at three years, nine months. So by the time we get it bottled, it'll be really close to that four year mark. So it's going to probably get a little deeper, a little bit richer. I don't think I'm, it's going to lose anything at all. Uh, it's going to gain. What size barrels are they? Are they 53s. Using? So oh, this will okay. be about 200 bottles. So the cool thing is one thing that the, that's a really good straight and it's, it is, it's, I don't think we have anything with that. Like as a straight bourbon with those sort of baking squat, baking spice qualities. In I there. agree. I thought it would be, I thought it'd be a really great fit to the bar because there's nothing quite like it. Um, and also it's, it's a distillery. No one around here's probably ever had most people, um, unless you've traveled to Colorado because they haven't distributed out here yet. Um, but the, um, I, yeah, I just, I, I fell in love with this one. Um, they're actually supposed to be sending me if it works out two or three bottles of this. Okay. Um, and then what I want to do is I want to do a, you know, bourbon club, or any of our regulars that listen to this and want to come to it as well, where we're going to do a tasting of it and let everybody try it. And if that's the case and people in the club or want to buy a bottle through the club, then we could split part of this barrel with the club and let people buy a bottle to take home as well as be getting the pours here. If I have to buy all 200 bottles, I'll do it. Um, but it'd be nice if, if people want a bottle, they can get a bottle of this too, through the club. And for me, it just keeps changing every time I go back to it. Yeah, that's that's Isaiah approved. That's really good. Mm-hmm. That is really. And again, good. it's sitting at 117, so we're coming from 125 to 117. Um, it and does feel a up. little bit lighter, but it not not much. It is holding up to it. No it is. Problem. It is. And I am getting that nice creamy, almost buttery kind of feel to the to the palate right now, um, but. In a, in a really good, sweet way. Um, the the viscosity's holding on nice. Yeah. Uh, no, nah, I'm, I'm excited about this barrel. So that one will, sh will probably be coming sometime January. Um, so we'll have probably two or three barrel picks available at any given time. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. Cool. Well, good. I'm glad you didn't just, come on here and just absolutely crap on something yeah. I loved. Well, the hard thing is, like, <laughs> Rob, there's only ever been one bottle that you've gawked over that you and I have disagreed on. What was that? That was a certain old... I'm not saying on air. Okay. It was a bottle and bond? Gotcha. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Um... Yeah, and that's just because and there's a certain note in that one that is well, like my off-putting one. Well, and you're also you, you're self-proclaimed. You like a spicier whiskey, and that one has no spice. Well, it's all sweet. 
the thing is with that is there there's a certain tannic quality in there that doesn't make it bad to me. It's just not one I would buy. It's not your palate. No, huh? Yeah. I am extremely oak sensitive, and that one just has enough of that that oak quality in there right on the finish that puts me off to it. Yeah. Now I'm this, real I'm real sad that that bottle's gone because every time I get back into this, I would want I just want to sip on this all day long. I love yeah. the notes in this thing. And what I do like about it too, like the barrel pick we're doing Monday is probably more than 90% going to be a finished, probably more like 100% a finished whiskey. That's what which I would want I'm out a, of that pick. Which is what I want, yeah. Um, because it is, I'll, I'll give you all this much, it is a sourced brand. It is, but they're one of the best finishers out there right now on, on some of the new stuff that they come out I with lately. So. Okay. Um, I will tell you, sourced MGP, finished Indiana brand. You be my guest and take your yeah, guesses. I mean, We're not going to tell you. No, nah, because it, I don't want to. If is. we don't pick one, if I don't, don't want it to one, be out there. But, yeah. but it, I think it's going to be good. But the cool thing is, like, our, our very first barrel pick was a straight bourbon. Um, it was what they called the problem child barrel because they had no idea what they had. Well, and honestly, that barrel was an issue for them because it leaked and they didn't catch it. And honestly, they didn't want it. Uh-uh. They didn't know what to do with it. And when we bought it, they're like giddy over the fact someone wanted it. Yeah. And we loved it. But oh, that was a did. straight bourbon. Straight and our bourbon. second one was a rye finished in port barrels. Yeah. This one coming up on Monday, if we pick one, will be a bourbon finished in something we don't know yet i'm hoping to get like a cognac finish <sighs> or armagnac or maybe a uh, apple brandy ooh, or you know something good something but this one's back to a traditional bourbon that has a lot of those sweeter notes that's different than the other bourbons we've had it really is i mean it is distinctly not a kentucky bourbon mm-hmm. um but if you I mean, it's not doing the brown sugar and nutty Kentucky thing. That's yeah. not this. No. But it is It is very, I mean, as far as a whiskey palate goes, as far as a bourbon palate goes, there's nothing that's going to throw you off. It's not spicy in any way. No. It's extremely well-rounded. I agree. And it's baking spices. It's not like the harsh rye, like the... Uh, I don't know. Some of the some of the rice can lead like spearminty or pepperminty or yeah. I've had some M, like MGP high rye mash bills that'll have an almost eucalyptus finish yeah. on it. Yeah. Just that's younger MGP high rye and even like the ninety five fives if they're under three years they lean kind of eucalyptus spearminty and which I can get down with. But this is not that in any way. Another thing that's really cool about this. What's that? Bottle price is going to be probably no more than 60 bucks. So that's going to be a cheap pour. Exactly. So it's going to be a very approachable bottle price, also a nice pour price as well. Um, you know, that's that's one thing I've noticed, and maybe I'm just because of the people I've seen it from. When you, when you get out of, like, the Kentucky and Indiana kind of regions where – People are making stuff, and the prices just continue to go up, and they're approaching $100 a bottle and stuff. You get out west, and these people are so excited about making whiskey that they're 
they're just putting it out there at what they want to price that out at lower price to sell it because they love what they're making totally. and they're doing and they're not increasing their cost yet down the road maybe they will but um you know for a for a 60 dollar bottle or I, and i don't know that's that's a guess it could be lower than that i don't know yeah but um from what i'm hearing it's in that range i mean as long as it's a great if, pour if it's sub 70 that will be a it will definitely be sub 70 worth yep. it bottle because I, I mean having that pour i would pay i would probably pay up to 75 for that bottle i would having too. That pour it's something different from my shelf and here's the deal I say my shelf. There are plenty of shelves at my house yeah. full of whiskey. Yeah. And I have everything from, like, Old Knob Creek picks to a whole Starlight lineup. I think I've got 30, 40 Starlight bottles at the house. Yeah. I've got stuff from all the Indiana Craft Distillers. Like, I, I just, I think this is something distinct and special and is a, it's a, I mean, the culture of people who that we've got here love trying new and different stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They will love this, and even the people who are like, oh, well, I'll stick with the standards, will also love this. I think so, too. Yeah. This, at the proof it is, it'll hold over ice. This is going to make a fantastic old-fashioned. Oh, I agree. Like, especially with those cinnamon and clove notes in there, that... I can't say anything bad about it. Good, good. Um, So, coming soon. So, a little more information about that one. That's a a brand in Colorado called Peach Street Distillery. They're the first distillery in Colorado. Um, And that's the other cool thing about these. So, they beat 291 to doing it? That's that's their claim to fame is they're the first distillery in Colorado. Wow. Um, And the cool thing is... You start going to different regions, like you get some rise up in the northeast, and they're like a different kind of spice. You know, where, where these where they grow the grains means a lot to the whiskey. And by being this all I mean, Colorado it's just based like tobacco, you it can, is. You can take Corojo and plant it in Honduras, and you'll get a different thing than you do in the Dominican. And yep, yep. I mean, Cameroon. You take Cameroon seed, plant it in Honduras, and it's a different than an African Cameroon. It is. It's just a different beast. And back, I know you're done with your cigar now, so let's we'll finish this up. Yeah. Um, in back to the uh, Elijah Craig Barrel Proof, the um, that brown sugar is just like really strong now. And the retrohale, I mean, I'm down down to a little bitty nub here. Um, it's actually the spice on the cigars kicked up a lot, but the sweetness here, and it's just like a perfect balance of sweet and spice right now. Yeah, so good on the palate. Absolutely, 100. Uh, cigar definitely got into the red pepper spice on the retrohale for me. Yep. Uh, some cedar qualities on the retrohale as well, but. This is a fantastic pairing. It is. Um, get in here and get this. I mean, I don't have a lot. Um, I'm, no, I'm sure a, they're gone now. There's a now. lot of pairings that live on past their week. This is not one that will do that. We don't have enough cigars to let you have it a month down the line. So if Probably you're not. at all interested in this, come in, try it, enjoy it. Other thing is that Elijah Craig Barrel Proof is not going to live much longer than... I got another case this week. Oh, did you? Yeah. Well, God bless. Yeah. Uh, so that Elijah and Craig Barrel Proof might sit around. We got we got a little bit weeks. we got a little bit of stock in the back on that one. Cool. So hopefully we got more of that. 
Um, I don't know how much more they have available, but I might order another case this week just to have another case back because it's delicious. It is delicious. So, so. Well, thanks a lot, guys. Um, we appreciate you guys listening to this, watching this, now checking out the podcast platform. It's um, It's been a lot of fun doing this, and it's kind of cool to see people following this and actually coming out and trying these pairings. So yeah, we're absolutely. not just doing this for ourselves. We're doing this hopefully for you to be able to try something new and see what actually a cigar and a pairing really does. Absolutely. So, again, I'm Rob, Final Third at Final Third Cigar on Instagram. And you can find me at the Whiskey Pastor on Instagram. Yeah, well, thanks a lot, guys, and we will see you next week. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.